A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? Hey guys, welcome back to Swiftish. This is Shelby. And this is Ashley. And we finally did not have any confusion on who is intro I know. and reading. I know. I was going to ask you just because it's habit, but I'm like, I know this, Shelby, so just own it. And I did it. <laughs> Yay. I freaking nailed it. After um, <laughs> six, seven years? Honestly. Honestly, I'm glad we've been doing this. It's a joy in my life, but it is upsetting that it's been that long. I I was like – I saw this random TikTok about like a Taylor Swift theory that I literally couldn't wrap my head around. But at one point in the video, they're like, what was six years ago? The release of Taylor Swift's Ready For It. And I was like, six years ago? <laughs> it seems like yesterday. Like it literally seems like it was just a year or two ago. Yeah. Six years ago. I know. It's upsetting. It's like – We've been at this for like most of our adult lives at this point. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's all my dogs know. It's yeah. all they know. I know. Everyone's like, everyone knows about this podcast and that's what they bring up whenever they see me. So they're like, how's Taylor? And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, don't talk down to me. <laughs> yeah. It's like a bad thing. People are always like asking like, how's Taylor? Or they're always saying, oh, I read this Taylor Swift article and it made me think of you. And it's not. To me, I'm like, whatever. But the way they're saying it yeah. is more like, mm. It's like, put some respect to her name and my name, okay? Yeah. Like, this is a hobby that has found its footing. And, you know, I, like, saw our numbers the other day. And we've had, like, you know, 325,000 downloads. Like, wow. this is, like, I don't even know what episode number we're on. We, like, gave up tracking. <laughs> <laughs> we did. 325,000. I mean, compared to, like, probably, like crime junkie that's nothing yeah but for us you know i know this is I that's know. that's pretty big like who's gonna want to listen to two people fangirl over taylor swift three hundred twenty-five thousand years <laughs> it's not, surprising amount. i know yeah. it's not three hundred five thousand listeners but it's still yeah, yeah. but over the course of time i know i mean yeah i think uh i i was i sometimes okay this is embarrassing Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't share this, but I I've like gotten on Reddit more, and so like one day I was like, oh, I wonder if anyone's like commented on Swiftish, and so I like searched Swiftish through like the comments and posts. Something's really humbling. <laughs> Supposedly, oh, no. I have I have unappealing vocal fry, and for that I apologize. I really is, do. It's not is, something I try. What does that mean, vocal fry? Vocal fry is like when your voice cracks or like you oh. – I think they were talking about me because it has come up in my other podcasts as well. Um, <laughs> but it's not something to be helped. It's just my voice, okay? So I appreciate anyone who suffered through it. But there were also some nice comments about like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, yeah, I've been with them since the start. And it's just like wild to me that there are people in the world who are as intimately acquainted with me as you and I are. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, we have a, a more substantial friendship outside of this, yeah. but it's like we have been at this for a while. <laughs> I know. Six years of friendship um, yeah, with 325,000 people listening to it. 
<laughs> every now and, not, and then. Not tough, people. Yeah. You guys, I wish. Yeah. I know, I know. No, it's been good. And I I admit I haven't known how to like engage on social media because mm-hmm. Twitter X, previously known as Twitter, has become like a toxic dump that I don't really mm-hmm. feel happy being in. So I haven't been on there in a long time. Um, but I know we should find a way to like talk to fans and And I'm not creative on Instagram so I'm like I'll (laughs) post something and I'll be like lick on it you're right yeah no we've actually gotten some nice reviews from people lately I think you know I don't know why I got on this tangent right away like we didn't plan on like digesting our last six years but um it reminded me that we did get a few nice new reviews on Apple podcasts um Courtney said that we are intelligent, rational, and <laughs> clearly have a depth of knowledge about Taylor. And honestly, that is the nicest way to tell us that we're absolutely unhinged and like way too obsessed with a stranger we'll never meet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just funny that she uses intelligent and rational. I mean, it, it must be for you yeah. because my husband doesn't <laughs> think I'm in, I'm rational. No, she also said she appreciates that we do lyrics and go down insane conspiracy rabbit holes. Okay. So that's me. Okay. So that that's that's my part of the review. Because so many times we are like going into the analysis part of of this podcast and I'm like halfway through a sentence and I don't know where I'm taking this sentence. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Like it's my brain just doesn't follow my thought process. I'm like, I can't I can't tell you guys what I'm really thinking because sometimes I don't know what I'm thinking. Yeah, you're following the Holy Spirit of Tay. Like yeah. you, you're letting it lead you to where, you know, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, <laughs> there a little. Sometimes it doesn't lead me anywhere. So I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> you just got to have faith that you'll get to the point. Um, and then just recently, oh, someone said, Ma294102TBS said, <laughs> mm-hmm. Switch is my whole hobby. Um, the moment I knew I was ready to take my Swifty fanhood deeper, I knew I needed a podcast that would escort me through the depths. Starting from the very first episode, like, honestly, I've never listened to that again because I feel like I'll just be traumatized. But (laughs) working through has been an absolute delight. I love the humor, energy, and takes Ashley and Shelby each bring to the show. And the setup is great. More is more. So... (laughs) You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, of course, and some people talk about how, you know, I don't like the rambling. I don't like the rambling. Like, get to the point, get to the point. And I kind of, like, have this little fear in the back of my mind that we ramble. But then I had an epiphany while I was driving that most of our rambles are about Taylor Swift. And that's why people are tuning in to hear about Taylor Swift. Yeah. Exactly. And if we're not we're not getting straight to the lyric of it all and the you know the breakdown, but we are talking about Taylor, and sometimes it leads yeah. us in weird directions. But it's <laughs> Taylor. We love exploring every nook and cranny. You know, we're mm-hmm. just walking down this path of life, and just oh, a little tangent there. Oh, a little you know. <laughs> yeah, something to sniff over there. It's a good time. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, you know, speaking of rambling, we're nine minutes in. I do not know why this – I felt nostalgic today, I guess. I wanted to really celebrate where yes, we've been. celebrate. <laughs> uh, we did get a really – some really great feedback on our um, 
I forget which episode it was because it's triggering to me to even think about it. Um, Oh, bigger than the whole sky. Yes. Bigger than the whole sky. Um, We got an email from one of the listeners saying that they liked how we approached it. They, they've been through some similar situations and they didn't, I I feel like from the email, it sounded like they didn't want to listen to it because it'd be just too emotional for them. And they appreciated how we approached it. And then on Instagram, people were DMing DMing us on my personal Instagram people. You know, they, they were, uh, I guess, appreciative of both of us sharing our experiences and Mm -hmm. um, they liked how, how raw we were. So yeah, there's, there's that too. Yeah, you never know what to expect from one of these episodes. Who, mm-hmm. <laughs> what version of me will you get today? I don't know. It's hard to say um, because this is the week that I have been putting off. Uh, we still have some Taylor news to get to, but just as an FYI, maybe the reason for this tangent is that I am not the biggest fan of the last song we have from Midnight's, but it's fine. We're doing it. We're finishing it. And I honestly... I feel like the last album we did a full review, like we got through every single song, was probably well. Maybe we did Lover. No, no, we didn't. <laughs> no, because Lover ran into the pandemic, and we were going to do oh, London yeah. Boy. You were reaching out to a oh, London yeah. Boy, and then That's the pandemic right. hit, and then I think we like either took a pause or we yeah. switched directions. We did. We have not finished an album since Reputation. Since Reputation. <laughs> Speaking of six and, years ago. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, part of it is because of just what happens in life, but also how many albums has she released? Yeah. This so isn't many. on us. This is on her. This is her bad. Um, you know, we're almost coming on a year anniversary of Midnight's, but she's released so much in between that we've not even been able to do the Midnight's songs consecutively because we're like, oh, this one, oh, a, a vault track. Like, let's get into it. So anyways, we'll be talking about Labyrinth. <laughs> but uh, did you have any Taylor news? Uh, some taste-blaining at the at the top here? <laughs> There's some going on. Okay, now I'm very um, <clears throat> I'm very aware of my voice and I'm wondering if I'm crackling. I, it might be <laughs> It might be both of us. I think the thing is, it's just like, it's honestly sexist. Okay. Vocal fry is just a way to describe a lot of women's voices. Um, and it's just seen as like, you know, something that's like annoying or grating or unintelligent. And that mm-hmm. says more about the hater than, than the person with the syndrome, you know, like, <laughs> so we just have to accept it might be happening, but like, yeah. what am I supposed to do about it? Just, I mean, what the listener is supposed to do about it is if they don't like it, don't listen because we can't change it. Yeah, it's exactly. Our voice. Yeah, okay, why but, you gotta be so mean? <laughs> I know, haters gonna hate. So, Tay time, you might have picked up some stuff I might not have picked up, but I feel like we, we are in our 1989 era because Taylor is out with all of her squad. She's going yes. to lunch. She's going to dinner. She's going here and there and just so many photos. But we also have some dating rumors flying around. Yeah. And uh, Travis Kels. I didn't know how Kelsey. to pronounce his. It's Kels. I looked up a TikTok. It's definitely Kelsey. But Rob I made fun TikTok. of me and every Swifty. I Googled it and I said, how do you pronounce Travis Kelsey's last name? And on a TikTok, he says he gets Kelsey and Kels, but it's really Kels. That is oh, what he, he said, said it. on a TikTok. Okay. I will, okay, well, we'll honor his truth then. 
I mean, I'm you- glad you did the research. I was just going off of my smug husband. Mm, okay. So now I feel like I need, I'm going to find this video and, sh- and send it to you. Cause what if I'm remembering it wrong? But Tra- Travis, his name is Travis. I do know how to pronounce Travis. Yeah. yeah and, we got uh, that one down. <laughs> <laughs> and who knows if they are dating. It's a lot of press for both of them. Maybe it's just some planted stuff to keep our eyes away from another aspect that we don't know we're supposed to be looking at. Not sure if it's just supposed to fall in line with 1989 theme because today she did release a vault uh snippet i guess did you see it on instagram no it's a video it's similar to a lot of the other videos she's released she did it yeah and it's basically the vault opening and all these words just flying a letters flying out and it at first i wasn't paying attention to what letters were flying out because i was trying to listen to the music and there was no music it was just a a silent (laughs) video which First took me aback, but the letters that flew out was like the the semicolons or what is it called? What are these things called? The little air Quotes. quotations, quotations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so like there were there was like uh, I don't remember in what order, but there was a U and a okay, T. Yeah, there was I'm a T and S okay. a U T S quote U I quote L. That's it. That's weird. You can tell me when the search was over if the high was worth the pain. Interesting. I missed this. I wasn't on top of it. From I thought it was an I, but it actually is probably an exclamation point. So a lot of people think it's either slut or <laughs> lust. That would be so funny. She's like, slut! <laughs> yeah, or lust. So because Or I think, lust. Yeah, because I think that the, the, the I is an exclamation point, which I can totally wrap my head around because I don't know what that would spell out if that was an I. Unless it was like, how many, it's one, how many vault tracks are we getting? One, two, five. Three, four. So th- these are, this is five. So it could just be the beginning of every single track. Slut. I mean, that'd be amazing. I'd love a slut anthem. <laughs> slut is pretty <laughs> funny to think about. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm calling Taylor a slut. Why would it be lust exclamation quotation marks? Slut makes more sense as it could be the referring to the tabloids. Yeah. I'm on Reddit now. Yeah. I'm stealing people's ideas. Yep. That's why I was on Twitter. So that's fine. <laughs> Blank space walk so slut could run. <laughs> yep. That's funny. And also with her other, because she didn't do this for Speak Now because Mm-mm. she hates Speak Now. Just kidding. Yeah. It's because it leaked maybe. But also she might not care about Speak Now. But with Fearless and Red, she released all the data at once. So it's weird that it's just these five, four letters. So is she going to do this for every song or is there like a single coming? Or I wonder if there is a single coming. Have you Have you been on your phone and Googled Taylor Swift? Oh, like I saw the I saw the yeah. vault there. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if there's like something to deal with that too. You know, you have all the puzzles, you have the vault stuff coming out. Like she's doing a, like a bigger lead up like we talked about last week. So I do wonder, you know, are we on the right track? Is it yeah. slut? Is it lust? <laughs> like what is going on? And also Taylor, that. why don't we have any music on that video? Like I I spent more time trying to figure out how to turn <laughs> my volume like, on. My volume. <laughs> We are very intelligent, uh, as our fans told us. Um, Yeah, I also, 
I wanted to talk about um, sort of the last leg of this rollout because she did the four special versions, which I was like, okay, fine. Like she did the similar thing with 1989. So like, I guess it's a fun homage to that here. But then she announced a a, a, digla, a, a exclusive vinyl with Target that will have an additional vault track, an additional bonus track. And I didn't like that. I mm-hmm. I felt like that completely disregards the purpose of these vaults, like her re-recordings, because like I get it, like writing the high off of one, like Midnight's breaking her past records, and then two, all of these Taylor's versions doing supremely well. She gets into that like capitalist queen, like focus, strategy, you know, genius level. And she's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I can freaking do the same thing for 1989, which was my biggest album for most of my career. But it just feels like this isn't this isn't Midnight's. It shouldn't be Midnight's where mm-hmm. you have seven different albums to like help with streaming and you're, you're, you know, making everyone buy multiple copies so that they can have your full body of work. But the the Taylor's versions were meant to be like taking back her work and giving us these, you know, saved versions so that we could enjoy them as a whole. And even when she originally announced the idea of vault track, she's like, this is what I wanted the album to be if I didn't have to care about things like runtime and numbers and listening to people who told me that song wasn't good. And so she presented the idea of vault tracks being essential to the OG TVs, you know? And so Mm -hmm. It's weird that she's going to divide them up on this one, even if it is just one track and even if it turns out to be like 1989 acoustic version or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And the, the weird thing is that, like like you had said, she did this for Midnight's and this isn't Midnight's, but if she had done this for every single, for, for when Red came out, when... Fearless came out. When Speak Now came out. If she did this with every single rollout, then be like, oh, it's just what she's doing. But she's yeah. not doing it. So it just yeah. it and it's it's a bit annoying because how how long did it take for us to get hits different? <laughs> you know, there are still songs that we don't. I don't. I don't <clears throat> think we still have on streaming from yeah. One of You're the midnights. losing me is not like Midnight's is still not a full album anywhere. Yeah, and it's just wild. and like, does she is she like oh my fans love it? Is she doing it because she's because we love it because everyone who who uh collects vinyl records loves it no i do think she like you said she's being a capital capitalist queen i haven't bought a a single one because i'm just like oh yeah and i do have vinyls yeah i I do collect vinyls but i'm like i'm not buying one yet well and it's weird because it is just the vinyl at at target it's not like you can buy the deluxe cd so it's Mm -hmm. like which I'm Another sure that, exclusive. Yeah. yeah, that will be available. And I wonder what a different one. She is staying a little bit true to her six vault tracks because yeah. she only had five. And so everyone's yeah. like, oh, but it was six, 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 and now it's five. And then you find out, oh, the sixth one you <laughs> have just to buy. Just for the deluxe. Yeah, it just the Target for the exclusive. And yeah, I'm sure she'll so, do a Target exclusive CD with that on it. So people are going to do it. But I don't have a CD player anymore. I, I know. Maybe that's what she realizes. No one's buying CDs. So she's like, I guess everyone's back on vinyls. Like, yeah, it's I don't know. It's interesting. And I think it's also like it's silly because the press is already there for the for the Taylor's versions. Like 
this the format's already been proven, tested, like received well, so she doesn't have to try hard to sell records. And if she wants to try hard, she can do the red thing, the fearless thing where she releases a single or does like promo talk, like interviews and stuff. But instead, it's much more garnered towards like purchasing, buying, like here's this version, here's this version, here's this version. And I'm just curious if she maybe got a little blind, a little blinded, a little greedy around Mm -hmm. how big people are thinking 1989 is going to be. And so she's like, yes, I can. I can do it again. (laughs) I'll get every single 1989 track back on the, you know, top 100 or whatever. But I don't know. We'll see. It it just feels like it's in bad taste for what the purity with which she discussed the Taylor's versions at the onset of this journey. And so it's just like we've already proven that we're there for her and like we're her big fans and she has this like – ability to successfully re-record her entire discography and so it's just kind of in bad taste to ask more of us like without really even justifying why we should buy them right now you know i mean i know the reason she's trying to boost the economy so she's yeah, like, yeah, hey, that's true. i'm gonna put more vinyls out <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna put more merch out you buy it and I'm going to be boosting the economy. That is what she's, she's like. Doing. I've got to help Target. Yeah, yep. it's <laughs> the our, Target girlies need me. Our selfless, <laughs> selfless queen. There, yeah. there she is. <laughs> That's a really good point. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm excited for 1989. I think since we're wrapping up Midnight's, we'll be able to focus more on 1989, which was some of our, you know, it was it was the era where I like fully came out let's say publicly <laughs> yeah <laughs> in my fandom um i mean everyone who loved me knew before but you know things changed for 1989 with me and um i think it was there's a lot of fun songs on there we didn't get to cover obviously cuz we hadn't been podcasting through that um and so i think we'll be able to talk more about that at length but um was there any other news i she did post about registering to vote. Yes. In the in the nineteen eighty nine font. So Yep. She so. really put her put her heart into that. That had to I go mean, through multiple design, you know. <laughs> shall be what she's been asking Someone for. Was on Canva. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. She heard me last week and she's like, Okay, fine. I'm not too soft for it. I'll do this one thing for you, Shelby. Um, and I appreciate it. Everyone mm-hmm. should register to vote and make sure you're registered to vote. And that's easy enough to do. Just uh, Google it. And then you can mm-hmm. Google Taylor Swift and see if the vault thing still comes up because it doesn't it, come up for me. Are you are you on the Google app on oh, your like phone? like the homepage? You have oh. to be like on the Google – you have to use a Google search bar. Like okay. You have to go to Google and type in okay. the name. Although I cannot figure out though how to. It says submit your answer. You guys, it's probably like telling my age. I cannot figure out where to submit my answer. You're like, oh. where's the button? Yeah, I'm like, where do I put it? What is this? Yeah, I cracked some, but I just yeah. don't know how to like prove it. But yeah, yeah. Anyways. There you I go. think I, I saw a couple things. Doesn't it just say 1989's Taylor's version? One said pop record. One said um, from the vault. So oh, it's interesting. Like all different. Cute. Yeah. Well, what a what a puzzle. What a puzzle queen, which is perfect because she wrote a yeah. song called Labyrinth. 
and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> Listen, Shelly, we're not going to devote too much of our time because it is a, a very quick, repetitive yeah, song. It's very simple. Very um, simple. She really – it's an interesting song. I, I didn't like it from first listen. I – I think you and I both had similar – like a lot of people were like, how does this start? Yeah, it's kind of like weird. Yeah. And then it really just sits at – it sits at the same place it starts at. It's not like a really complex melody or, you know, detailed imagery. It's it's really just you get what you get, which mm-hmm. is fascinating to me because her 3 a.m. list is so much better. Mm-hmm. That I'm curious what it is about the song that she loves enough to like elevate it, and I I know like during our Evermore re- reading, some people got frustrated that we seem to hate every single song on Evermore, which isn't true. That's and true. I I think we've come around on some of it, but I've I've since been trying to be more like positive because I know people listen to this because they love Taylor Swift's music. And I'm sure there are people out there who love Labyrinth. And I'm not saying it's like actively bad. I'm just saying that I actively do not like it. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay that you don't actively like it. Um, a lot of people that I was reading online, they said it was a slow burn. Like yes. they didn't like it and they listened to it for a few times and they're like, oh, I yeah. actually do like it. Maybe yeah. it'll come around one day. Yeah, I mean, it honestly really reminds me of this love on 1989 where it's similarly like soft-spoken, really like simple, like easy to listen to type of melody. Like it's not asking a lot of you. It's not bringing a lot of energy. Um, And the the story itself is pretty simple, straight to the point, and like we said, pretty repetitive as far as lyrics go. Um, I think part of the reason this ended up on the main set is because it was one of those Easter eggs um, where she quoted it unbeknownst to us in her NYU um, graduation speech. Um, and yeah, I I mean, should we just read it or do you let's, have any other let's, notes? <laughs> let's rip the Band-Aid off. Let's get into this uh, <clears throat> very simple... Yes. It's very interesting. I do have to say one thing. It's very interesting how simple the song is with a title like Labyrinth because yes. a labyrinth is a maze and you, you get lost, you you hit, you go here, and then you finally find your way out. So I I thought there'd be more to the song. Yeah. Like more more like more cl- complexity to the song. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that it's, it's not dumb at all. So I don't want people to say that. Yeah, I thought yeah. that, you know. The, this isn't me. That's not exactly. Like Labyrinth. I thought it would be more of a complex song, but it's not. Yeah. Short, yeah. simple. Here we go. Yeah. Um, okay. So verse one says, it only hurts this much right now was what I was thinking the whole time. Breathe in, breathe through, breathe deep, breathe out. I'll be getting over you my whole life. Which is interesting, right? Because like honestly, part of why I probably don't care about this song is because I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, girl. Like honestly, mm-hmm. it's... Like this setup is like, I'll be getting over you my whole life. It seems like to me reading it now after, you know, first listen being like, what? I feel like this is saying similar to Cornelia Street where she's like, if if this ends, mm-hmm. I won't ever get over it. Like if 
this and and you know we've had six years now of her anxieties about this relationship and her fear about never being able to have like a successful love like because she can't like you know like we talked about last week she can't give peace she doesn't know if nothing is enough like like she has a lot of anxiety about a relationship and in this song it seems to mirror a lot of songs about joe where she's like uh it was a tough beginning and, um, you know, is this going to be a bad ending too? But maybe it is also a breakup song. I don't, I don't know. I think this song might be like her to the point of like where she is noticing as we get into the point that she is going to be starting this new relationship that she wasn't prepared for and so right at the beginning of a relationship whether it's with joe whether it's with anybody she's always saying okay this is going to be over like she's already Mm. anticipating the ending before it even before she even lets herself start the relationship yeah yeah because then she gets into the chorus and she says Well, the pre-chorus, she says, you know how scared I am of elevators. Never trust it. If it rises fast, it can't last. Uh Uh-oh, I'm falling in love. Oh, no, I'm falling in love again. Oh, I'm falling in love. I thought the plane was going down. How'd you turn it right around? I thought the plane was going down. Your favorite part. Turn it right around. Metaphors, 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 metaphors. Yeah, rich metaphors. We love them. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why. Listen, I think part of my frustration with this song is that we've seen, and you and I have discussed over six years now, um, Mm. how complex Taylor can make a simple image and how like deep and provocative and thoughtful she can make a simple moment. But these just read like cliches to me and like this idea of like, oh, I'm scared of elevators, and then suddenly switching to, I thought the plane was going down. It, it feels it's giving like intro to pro- poetry, like 101. I, it just feels like something I could have written, and I like the idea of it, right? Like, oh, I'm I'm scared of elevators. Never trust it if it rises fast, and like that imagery is interesting. But to then turn around and flip it to this other really generic, like plane crash imagery was kind of like it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to like respect this as a song of any depth or meaning because it feels so surface level to me yeah like you don't need to be Shelby to interpret the song you need to be (laughs) me because you know she's scared about how fast this relationship is rising it's similar to uh in my mind the flame that burns bright just as twice as bright burns half as long and if it goes up and it has to come down so she uses that plane metaphor being like oh i thought we were crashing i thought we were gonna burn but you turned it around you saved it we're not we're we're out of the woods we're safe right now (laughs) yeah but one thing she does do do in the song is she takes you through that realization of falling in love because it goes "Uh oh oh no and oh so it's like uh oh, oh my gosh, like I can't believe I'm falling in love. That surprise mm-hmm. and the and then the the fear, oh no, I'm falling in love to the acceptance of I falling in love. So throughout the pre-chorus to the end of the chorus, it's like she's taking you through her stages of acceptance of this relationship. Like, oh, yeah. this is too hot, too heavy, it can't last. Oh no. Uh oh, oh, 
And then <laughs> we're gonna, we're going down, we're breaking up, but wait, you're not running away. You're not like every other guy out there. Like yeah. we're still together. It's so weird to talk about uh. the songs right now. <laughs> no. And I do like that. Like I remember like this chorus will still get stuck in my head, even though I rarely listen to this song. Like I think it does build like its melody really sweetly here. And I almost wonder mm-hmm. if she'd done a New Year's Day style piano ballad for this, if I would have liked it more. Because obviously the production gets really lost in the like, I don't know, kind of like, yeah, it just adds the, all these little uh, like uh, playful sound effects. And uh, I'm just uh. like, <laughs> what is this adding, Jack? Like, read the room. <laughs> um because it, I think what her intention here is that it is meant to be like really vulnerable. And when you think about how sh- this is a song she chose to talk, to bring into her NYU commencement speech where she does talk about like people will call you nerdy, lean into the cringe, like just be yourself because hopefully the people around you will like accept that and you'll learn to embrace it too. Mm-hmm. Like you can see that this song meant something because like you said that like that layer there of the uh oh this never goes well oh no i'm going to get hurt oh i'm in love and this worked out like it's good and and so you see those like stages of acceptance in play mm-hmm. um yeah it's just it's just like when when like 17 or you know teen vogue is like let's break down the lyrics and they're like taylor swift admits she's scared of elevators it's like <laughs> we're not I, giving them enough to talk I was, about here yeah i was reading or listening to this youtube channel and the, the analysis was really great but the person did spend a lot of time being like now is she actually taking a fear that she has of elevators <laughs> being claustrophobic and making it into a metaphor about falling in love. I was like, no, I don't. I mean, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. I know. We'll never know. We we can't really speak for Taylor and her fear of elevators as literal yeah. or metaphorical. Um, and but flying. Then, yeah, and flying, flying. Yeah. Um, but I, we get into verse two. She gives us a little bit more meat. She says, "It only feels this raw right now, lost in the labyrinth of my mind." Break up, break free, break through, break down. You would break your back to make me break a smile. Damn, that's heavy. Violent imagery. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit. Um, bit. But yeah, I think this is where you get the idea of Labyrinth. She's admitting that her love is simple. Her love is straightforward. Her love is sweet nothing. But her mind is the labyrinth. She's mm-hmm. constantly the one having to dig herself out of the, you know, maze that is her brain and anxieties and insecurities. And that's, I think, what she's trying to draw here. I think it works better in songs like Sweet Nothing or, mm-hmm. you know, Peace. But I think that's that's the interpolation here where she's like, this song is really simple. You're making it simple. But damn, I have a hard time trusting it. And so that's what that's what she's feeling raw about. Well, which is which you bring up a good point, which is why she probably put this on the Midnight's track list yeah. because she markets this whole album as things that keep her up in the middle of the night, things yeah. that she thinks about. And in this in this, it's lost in the labyrinth of my mind. Like that's yeah. at, at midnight, she can't escape 
what's in her mind. And throughout this album, you know, we thought we were going to hit on multiple different relationships, multiple different situations in her life, which she does. Like she, she, she touches on, you know, you're on your own kid. She touches on like the Scooter Braun stuff, but a lot of it, like we've talked about has been about Joe, Yeah, which, you know, this song kind of like just sums up maybe every single relationship she's been in too. With mm-hmm. like the break up, break free, break through, break down. You would break me back. You'd break your back to break a smile. Like kind of like it's yeah. so generic, so it could fit everything, but it also tells you that like she's up in the middle of the night thinking about everything. Yeah, I don't know. is it? Yeah, deep? I don't know. No, yeah, I think it's. I think it is interesting to. You know this like break up, break free, break through, break down. It's obviously a play on all the different like cliches with you know, the word break and she hits Mm -hmm. every single one here. And I think that too is proof of a labyrinth where it's like, there's so many ways to interpret literally this word. And that's what her mind catches on is like, is this going to be good for me? Is this going to be sad Mm -hmm. for me? Is this going to be freeing for me? Am I going to get through this? Like, you know, and I think to her credit, (laughs) I, the sentiment of you would break your back to make me break a smile, it's simple. It, 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 it's really like childlike, right? Like it's a really easy image of just this cliched understanding of like this person will do anything for me. And mm-hmm. I think Taylor finds that like the most romantic thing. And that's like her whole thing with being with Joe or through her music through the last, you know, six albums, six years has been this realization that she doesn't care about the Range Rovers and the Jaguars. She doesn't care about, you know, the paper rings or whatever. She's like, I just need someone who will like care about me and like see me. And it's, you know, kind of sad that she hasn't had those partners in her past. And those partners instead have left her feeling like lost and anxious about what to expect from how that will end and the, you know, the breaking up, the breaking down, the breaking free through all of that. And then at the end of the day, what she really is like enamored by is like this simple idea of someone who like wants to make her smile, which is very Mm -hmm. reminiscent to back to December. I mean, not back to December, um, begin again, where she's Mm -hmm. like, oh, you think I'm funny? Like no one ever thought that before. And that's like so sad. Yeah. And so again, she revisits that here, but in a more like hushed kind of like you know you can picture her like telling him this like cuddling in a bed in the middle of the night and so I think that this is a meaningful image for her Mm -hmm. is how it reads um so then she says you know how much I hate that everybody just expects me to bounce back just like that which I honestly think is my favorite line in this song um I think it's if we were to skip to the tailor of it all, it does feel like that's a really self-aware understanding that she is like, she's always in a relationship. She's always moving mm-hmm. on very quickly. Like that has been an accusation thrown at her and we've seen it repeat even with her post breakup yeah. with Joe. Um, and so I think it's confessional that she puts this here and then follows it immediately with a long 
outro of the repeating the entire first part of the song where she says, oh, I'm falling in love. Oh, no, I'm falling in love again. Oh, I'm falling in love. I thought the plane was going down. How'd you turn it right around? And she repeats that one, two, three, four, five times. And, and that's the song. Is she repeating it? I forget where it is in the song because, I, I, of course, I listen to it, but there's her voice that's oh, like, yeah. oh, like it sounds like, oh, no, like, like, is it that? Like, you know, <laughs> people want some scratchy. Uh, yeah, there's there some depth added. Yeah. Some, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Does that change things for you? Does that add meaning for you? No, it just adds annoyance to me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't really – I'm not a big fan of the repetitive, 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 repetitiveness. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it's fine. Yeah. I'd rather her vocals. Yeah. Like the sentiment, again, is really sweet. This like idea of you're – instead of being excited to fall in love, you've been through so much heartbreak that you're really reticent and like hesitant and so the uh-oh, oh no, oh, is a really compelling, like, beautiful image and, like, the way she plays it out, I I like. I just wish there was more meat on the bones of this song. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it is ground she's covered before. So if she's going to cover it again, I'd rather there's more to it or kind of pushing the envelope more instead of leaning into cliches. Um, mm-hmm. But I can also see – that maybe from her perspective, the cliches are the point um, where it is the little things. It is the simple things that she hasn't had in these high, big profile, like messy, tangled, you know, entanglements that she's been in. Mm-hmm. So it's like her finally get to live out. You are in love. Um, but I almost would have rather seen those sort of tangible cliches of like we're eating burnt toast and drinking coffee and I have a picture of you in my office rather than I'm scared of elevators and planes are dropping out of the sky and like, you know, <laughs> <So> like apocalypse, <laughs> you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's labyrinth. I, so speaking of that, what song would you rather have on this over literally, any literally anything? Okay. I mean, literally, I, I yeah. think, Every single 3 a.m. track is better than this, and that's even for songs like that I don't necessarily love, like Paris mm-hmm. or whatever. I just think mm-hmm. I understand the placement, and I like accept that it is as it is, but you will never convince me that would have, could have, should have makes more sense on the back end than it would here, and I think that was more strategic than about like the feelings of a person involved than it was about anything else. Mm-hmm. Um because, yeah, I don't think Labyrinth as it's placed in Midnight's is, like, adding anything. I don't think it's, like, essential to the storytelling because it's almost immediately followed by Sweet Nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just – it's a pass for me. Yeah. Maybe if there's a little more to it or different production, maybe you'd feel a little different. Yeah. If – if she had wanted to pull a reputation and slap this at the very end as like a slowed down piano ballad, maybe mm-hmm. – I don't know. But it really does remind me so vividly of this love that it's kind of like hard for me to even say that because this feels like a 
you know, a 2023 version of her 2014 song that no one liked then. So mm-hmm. I don't know. What about you? Um, a same. Like I always forget that the song exists. Yeah. But when it comes on, I I necessarily don't skip it. Like yeah. I get, but I'm like the uh oh, I'm falling in love. Definitely does get stuck yeah. in my head. Yeah, but it's a good hook. I, I could definitely. I I would replace it probably with even glitch. Yeah, <laughs> even glitch. Even <laughs> that's glitch. how you know. <laughs> and I was like, I've seen theories point out that like it comes between Bejeweled, which is sort of this, I'm ready to find my own like way. You don't treat me well enough. And then you have Labyrinth where she finds someone who does and she's like, whoa, I'm falling in love. And then you have Karma where she's like, Karma's my boyfriend. Like he's finally good enough. So it's like maybe there was strategy to it that mm-hmm. it's just not working for me, but I'm not like, this is not the lowest on my rankings of Taylor. Yeah. No, it's just the lowest on this album, which is saying a lot about the album, about how great it is because you have other songs that are lower on different albums. Exactly. Exactly. Um, We we kind of already went through the Taylor of it all and I agree with you. Are there any Easter eggs in this song that you particularly- She hates elevators. Um, Yes. She hates elevators. (laughs) And planes, even though she owns three private jets, <laughs> that's something else to talk about. I'm um, give the album, give the song a grade. I mean, this is like a D for me on a Taylor scale. Yeah, like a C for me, which that's I think that's the lowest. Yeah, I think a lot of that is due to the production. So Jack Antonoff can take that L. Like, like yes. I think he went overboard here and distracted from whatever she was attempting to do with the lyrics and I just don't think it it yeah. went well together it which maybe well. is a slight metaphor for how Joe and Taylor you know they were meant to come together and this is meant to be a happy love song but actually it's not working so mm-hmm. it was an easter egg for their breakup that she snuck into the album <laughs> before officially <laughs> dumping his ass in January of 2023 <laughs> you heard it here first well (laughs) i think is that all that we have to discuss with um with a song i'm not sure how to close it out like breathe in breathe out it's over shelby you got it (laughs) yeah you got that you got that Um, (laughs) but good job shelby ever give shelby a round of applause for getting through that song but um, you guys feel free, you know, we're, it's been, it's, I think we're coming up, if not already on our six year anniversary. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's why it's on top of your mind. Cause it's September. Yes. We started recording in September, <sighs> but oh you know, gosh. I think partial to, you know, one reason we have stuck around is we are, our listeners do engage and we do, hmm. we do see people like our episodes and ask for more when we're in hiatuses. So what you can do to maybe keep us afloat a little bit is to, um, you know, go on Apple uh, podcast on iTunes, wherever you go on Spotify and leave us a rating or review, leave us some stars, some likes and share it. the podcast with your friends who, you know, or who are Swifties who might like it. Um, Go on Reddit and defend our our voices and our honor. We would greatly much appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. But you guys, until next time, I'm I'm Ashley 
And I'm Shelby. And Taylor, I, you know, maybe you brought the plane right back around. <laughs> it's going down. It's the song made it go down. <laughs> <laughs> the strong finish as always.